Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The road to election 2024 goes through Good Morning BT. Mr. Trump, welcome to Charlotte Radio. Good morning, Bob. Nikki Haley. You have a unique voice that you bring to the table. Good morning. It's great to be with both of you. The biggest names. Well, I appreciate you making some time for us here in Charlotte on WBT. Great city. The biggest year. Welcome to the District 8 North Carolina Republican Congressional Debate. Continuing coverage of all the campaigns. Jeff Jackson. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Congressman Dan Bishop. Good morning, Bo. Beth. Hi. Bo and Beth take you all the way to November. Talking to U.S. Senator Tim Scott here on Good Morning BT. Thank you, Bo and Beth. It's good to be with y'all. This is Good Morning BT. News Talk 1110 WBT. Bo and Beth here on a Wednesday morning. And as promised, she is back for a second time. We talked to her last summer. We were doing a show from North Myrtle Beach, and we had uh, Ambassador Nikki Haley on. And uh, you might say things have changed a little bit. They have changed, Bo and Beth. It's great to be with you. Yes, at that time, there were 14 people in the race. Um, we have now defeated a dozen of the fellows. I just got one more I've got to catch up to. Well, we are so thrilled to have you back. And we have been talking about this all week because we knew that you were coming on our show. And just this morning, we received an email from a listener hoping that we would ask you a very specific question. And I would, um, if you would uh, humor us here, I hope you will let us read this email so that you can hear from one of your voters. Okay, sure. The email begins, when Miss Haley is a guest on your show, please ask her to explain what she sees as her path to the nomination. I'm one of the 60% or so of the electorate that Beth, that's me, often mentions who would like to see better options than the two white male geriatric reruns. I actually changed my registration from Democratic to unaffiliated so that I can vote for Miss Haley on Super Tuesday because I thought she had the best shot at giving the country a more inspiring choice. Now, I'll pick up with the second uh, half here from our listener, Barry. He says, I'm really in despair on how low her odds seem to be at this point. The one-on-one nature of the Iowa caucuses and the independent nature of the New Hampshire primary meant she should have had a good shot at victories in those states. She could not get more votes than none of these candidates in Nevada, even though no delegates were at stake. The entire party establishment in her home state has turned on her, including those whose careers she helped advance. It looks to me like she's going to hit Super Tuesday with the negative momentum of losing four states, including three she had a good chance of winning. How does she plan to overcome uh, the losing pattern she's established? That is from one of our listeners who wanted us to uh, relay that to you. Well, I appreciate um, their thoughts and their concerns, but let me remind you of something. Um, When I first ran for office, I defeated a 30-year incumbent in a primary, and they said I couldn't do it. When I ran for governor, I ran against the general, a lieutenant governor, a very popular congressman, and a state senator. I was Nikki Who, and I had 3% of the polls, and I ended up winning. Um, now you look at what they said that we wouldn't get past 14 of these fellas. We had 2% in Iowa. We got to 2%. We went to New Hampshire. They said we would be 30 points down, and we ended up election night getting 43% of the vote. And at that time, Trump got on stage and talked about revenge. Now, you look at where we are now. First of all, Nevada, we knew it was going to be a scam. You can look at the press. 
several months ago, they told us in Nevada not to even bother. We didn't spend a day or a dollar there because they were supposed to have a primary. And Trump got together with the party there, the GOP chair who is under indictment, and pulled for a caucus. And during the caucus, he lined up all the delegates. And at the same time, he joined with the governor to have all of those same people voting in the caucus to come vote in the primary for none of the above. So that was a scam. That just shows you more of what Trump's playing. Now we're in my sweet state of South Carolina that I have won twice as governor. And we are going all over to do whatever we have to do. I am not worried about us closing the gap. I am not going anywhere. After South Carolina, we're going into Michigan three days later. And then within the next 10 days, 20 states are going to vote. But this is what it comes down to. Look at what happened this past week. Here you had Trump. He loses his case on immunity. Then they lose it on Israel. Then the RNC chair loses her job. How many more times do we have to lose to realize that Trump continues to lose everything for us. He had his fingerprints in all of that. He lost it in 2018. He lost it in 2020. He lost it in 2022. Now he says he's going to spend more time in a courtroom than he is on the campaign trail. We saw what he did at New Hampshire. He talked about revenge. The next day, he goes and says anybody that supports her is barred permanently from MAGA. Think about that. Anybody running for president, You're trying to bring as many people in. You're not trying to push people out of your club. Then the next day, he goes and tries to get the RNC to name him the presumptive nominee. We don't have kings in America. We don't do coronations. The thing we do is we let people of South Carolina and the rest of those states vote. And when that he got pushed back on that, then he went, and now the RNC chair is getting fired. And he announced yesterday that he wants to go and have... Someone from North Carolina and his daughter-in-law be co-chairs of the RNC, and he's naming his campaign manager as the director. He is trying to do everything he can to tie this up. I am trying to do everything I can to make sure that we have an America we can be proud of. We can't continue to go down this path. You see Joe Biden. What happened? We saw that the special counsel came out and said he was mentally diminished. Then he gets up and he does a press conference that's angry, and he gets more. But it was just a couple of weeks ago when Donald Trump was confused, mentioning me multiple times, saying that I didn't procure the Capitol on January 6th. Now we know he was confused. I was never there, James. I've never had anything to do with security. And then you see the two minutes he goes off the teleprompter at his rally on Saturday. And what does he do? He mocks the military service. And he turns around and says, not only will he stand by while Putin invades our allies in NATO, but that he'll actually encourage Putin to invade our friends, the same friends that were with us at 9-11. Now, if you've got, I don't, Michael and I can handle him mocking his military service, even though he's 8,000 miles away supporting our country. But the idea that this is a pattern, that he has called our military suckers before, that he was at Arlington National Cemetery and said what was in it for them, why'd they do this? And now that he'll mock my husband, you mock one, you're mocking all. He doesn't understand what it means to sacrifice for our country. He doesn't mean understand what it means to be willing to shed blood for the freedoms that we hold so dear. That should be disqualifying for him being president of the United States.
it is a that we see when off the teleprompter he is absolutely unhinged and we can't have him unhinged when we've got a country in disarray and a world on fire we've got to stop the chaos whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you we're talking to Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Now, you were just talking about the, the comments that Donald Trump makes when he's off of teleprompter. Over the weekend, he was in your state of South Carolina and mentioned in front of his crowd that he elevated you to the position of ambassador to the United Nations and only did that because he wanted to elevate Henry McMaster to the role of governor. Now, this isn't the first time he has said that, but you are now campaigning in your home state. How did that feel knowing you served under President Trump for him to say that that wasn't where he really wanted you? He really wanted McMaster. Well, there's a couple of that. I mean, I think, first of all, um, I was very proud to serve the state of Carolina, and we got a tremendous amount of things done. Um, the thing is, I served with President Trump, and I know that's prone to not telling the truth multiple times. I sat in the administration, and he continues to do that now. But the other side of it is, if you want to know why the political elite in South Carolina have surrounded Donald Trump, Simply because they are not going to do and support me because I'm the one that forced them to have to show their votes on the record instead of hiding by behind voice votes. I'm the one that required them to start disclosing their income so that they couldn't hide it spares anymore. I'm also the one, if you want to Governor McMaster, is not supporting me. It's because he's the one I did when I ran for governor the first time. I've never want the endorsements of the political elite. I've always wanted the endorsements, people that I'm to serve. So none of that matters. It shows how petty Donald Trump is, but that he continues to do that, whether he's mocking my husband or whether he's doing a 2 o'clock tweet last night, 2 a.m., talking about my husband again. It's just un. Talking to uh, Nikki Haley, presidential candidate, getting set for South Carolina's primary coming up one week from Saturday. Three weeks from yesterday is Super Tuesday. Now, uh, Ambassador Haley, uh, if you are to uh, win the nomination, obviously uh, you'll be facing off against a Democrat. And I say a Democrat because we've all seen uh, what a uh, what a week it's been for President Biden and a lot of the questions now that are sur- surrounding his mental acuity um, and that press conference the other night and now that he he won't take a cognitive test he said in the last several hours do you think biden is going to be the nominee and if you don't think it's going to be biden who do you think it's going to be at this point that you may eventually uh, move on to face no i don't going to be the nominee and i think democrats know that what i can tell you is there will be a female president of the united states it will either be me or it will be Kamala Harris. And I will tell you that if you look at any of the general election polls, Donald Trump does not defeat any Democrat. Look at the general election polls. He's down by five. He's down by seven. On a good day, he's even and margin of error. I defeat Joe Biden by up to 17. Marquette poll came out two days ago. I defeat Joe Biden by 15 points in Wisconsin. We win the swing states. This is about the fact that we can't make our country better if we can't win. 
And Donald Trump cannot win a general election. And it should send a chill up everyone's spine at the thought of a president, Kamala Harris. Now, I have to ask you a question, speaking of the fact that you just said that we're going to have a female president. Now, woman to woman, I have run for office and I have always despised the fact um, that conversations within the media end up being about how women look or what women are wearing. And that has always troubled me. But you have set a different standard. You haven't had any missteps and you have kept the conversation away from those topics. Do you think that that is a societal change or do you think that that is something that you have done intentionally and that you have changed the conversation? Well, what I've tried to do is make sure that it's never personal. I mean, I think if you look at Donald Trump and Joe Biden, it all comes back to them. It's always about them. You know, the reason I was so upset is, you know, seeing him after the New Hampshire election or seeing him after, you know, he lost his court case and he went on a rant being a victim. At no point in any of that did he ever talk about the American people. He never talked about the fact that we were $34 trillion in debt. He never talked about the fact that only 31% of eighth graders in our country are proficient in reading. He didn't talk about the completely open border and the lawlessness that's happening. He didn't talk about what he's going to do to restore law and order in our cities. And he didn't talk about the wars happening around the world. That is the problem. It's always about him. And Joe Biden did that press conference, and it was always about him. What I have tried to do sure that it's never about me, that it's always about what we're doing for our country. And, you know, I, we're going to continue to try and keep it on everybody else and keep it on where we're going in the country so that it does become that way because I think that's been the problem with it. Last question uh, and you just said it. I was going to work my way back around to this phrase that you said so many times about uh, not taking things personally and you mentioned uh, the most recent things that Trump has said about your husband and his military service and and uh, it's gotten heated. I mean really heated. There are only two of you left. So are you still of that mindset that if uh, if Trump defeats you, uh, you don't take all this stuff personally and, and could you see yourself endorsing the presumption nominee, which would have to be him because there are only two of you left. Well, first of all, I think that, you know, I said very early on when there were 14 people on the race in the in the race, I said any one of them would be better than Joe Biden. But we are going to continue to close the gap in South Carolina. We're very confident about that. We're going to go on to Michigan. We're going to go on to Super Tuesday. But I would suggest you ask Donald Trump if he would support me. I'm the nominee. It's said that he's not. And and this is more of the chaos that we need to have. I mean, look, we have a country to save. And what I've told everybody is we all know people who vote in general elections, but we need people to vote in this South Carolina primary. A general election you're giving. In a primary, you make your choice. This is the chance for everybody to make their choice. They should go to NikkiHaley.com slash South Carolina, and you can find out where you can vote because early voting has started. The election is on February 24th. Anybody can vote as long as they didn't vote prime. And we a difference. And we're determined to do it. We're going to work as hard and as smart as we need to to make sure we have a better country for our kids and future generations. Thank you so much, Ambassador Nikki Haley, Republican presidential candidate. We so appreciate all of the time that you have given us this morning. And uh, best of luck in South Carolina and as you head into Super Tuesday. Sounds great. Thanks so much. It's always great to show with you. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you down the line.